0: A.J. Live. I'm your host, Chef A.J., and this is where I interview and introduce you to amazing people just like you who are doing great things in the world that I think you should know about. My guest today is broadcasting live from my favorite place on the planet for health, the True North Health Center. His name is Dr. Sadiq Shirazi, and he's going to be doing a wonderful presentation on the physiology of movement. But first, let's meet him. Please welcome Dr. Shirazi to the show. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule, seeing patients to talk to our audience.
1: With pleasure, Chef AJ. I am very excited to be here my colleague Dr. Peacock was on there recently and she had so many exciting things to say about the experience so I'm happy to be here thank you
0: i'm so glad so how did you hook up with True North i remember you we, you mentioned many years ago we met during the extravaganza but that was a very short period you actually end up becoming a staff doctor
1: yeah um i had it in me to try to figure out lifestyle medicine for patients and so I think that my backstory is pretty valuable to um, relating to patients because I've had such transformative changes in my own life. um, Majority of which came through lifestyle medicine, meaning like putting all of my focus and attention onto the food I was eating onto the sleep I was getting onto my hydration and exercise and movement and so Somehow, um, through the course of my education, Dr. Goldhammer had come to speak to my school, which he graduated, we graduated from the same chiropractic university. And I knew when he had kind of presented us with um, what he was doing here, that it was something that I was intrigued about. And so shortly after that, I came to an internship, highly impressed with the uh, work that was happening here. And After I graduated, I had an intention to start a practice uh, tentatively overseas in in Spain. Um, And a series of uh, synchronicity kind of landed me here. And it has just been an amazing experience to watch people get better. And so I'm kind of the movement and exercise specialist here at True North Health. So where people are learning about nutrition and medicine and, uh, and their diet, we're now introducing um, movement and exercise protocols. And so between myself, Dr. Peacock, um, we're really cultivating an atmosphere of more movement and more exercise. And that's what I wanna talk to everybody about today is the importance of movement and how valuable it is to our overall health. Oh, we have somebody here
0: named Wanda who says, tell Dr. Shirazi hello from his Netflix co-star. He hi, is so hi. awesome. I, we have to mention that in addition to being an amazing doctor, now you have a TV star on your resume. If you'd like to talk about that and how people can watch that amazing episode.
1: Yeah, it's um, my uh, introduction into Stardom. Thank you, Wanda. So good. To, she was just such a delight because so many of the people come that come to True North Health They've tried so many different modalities to get health, um, so much of it from allopathic, from the mainstream, that didn't really give them a how to improve nutrition and movement and exercise. And so by the time they get here, they're so sincere in in that change. And Wanda was one of those individuals that um, came looking for a way to improve her health. And we had the opportunity to share. Um, some camera time, although she was the star of the show and she was just outstanding to see on camera. but unwell is a documentary, I believe that is um, showing alternative approaches that people are trying to figure out how to get better. And they're trying everything from water fasting to ayahuasca to a variety of things that this documentary showcases. But the documentary also show it's attempting to show, The pros and the cons and unbiased approaches from different perspectives. So when you watch the documentary on water fasting, it's going to try its best to show you uh, a variability of points of view. And unfortunately, I don't think it can serve the full spectrum of how water fasting helps a variety of chronic diseases. But um, I think those individuals like Wanda that have come here, that have experienced it, that have gone back home into their lives know the transformative effects that water fasting and whole food diet plays into their health. And so I myself did my first water fast last November. And even though I was um, educating people on whole food, plant-based nutritional medicine, until I went through a water fast myself, I didn't even know the full capacity that this uh, approach really had. I've, Really have I think since last November, not only just shed, you know, like abdominal fat that I had kind of carried on since I was young, but I've had drastic change in the neural pathways and um, addictive pathways and taste receptors that have made making choices for eating so much easier now. And all the water fasting, I don't think is going to necessarily be for everyone. It is definitely a modality to research and to inquire about. Um, and you can always call the facility to see if it's something that is beneficial for your health condition.
0: Great, that is amazing.
1: So, yeah, so it's um, it's it's really been an honor. I I have to admit that I've been here for about a year and a, a little more than a year and a half. And part of what True North Health does is we have an amazing kitchen sh- kitchen staff that serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And I'm a bit spoiled, I have to say, even though I love cooking, and I love to be able to cook healthy meals, it's always provided. And because it's always provided, and it's always there, I've been able to eat this nutrient dense food, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, I don't have to make choices um, on the standard American diet. And in doing so I have in the past year and a half already have seen my skin change, I have seen I feel like I look younger than I did three years ago. I am approaching 40 years old and I can't even emphasize in words how I feel better than I've ever felt in my entire life. And it's with this passion that I am really trying to share um, my story, my information with as many people as possible that the body is intelligently designed. If you treat it the way it's intended to be treated, it will give you this fountain of youth. It will heal. It will combat diseases and viruses and it's it's so eloquent in its design it just has to be what are the right ways in taking care of it, which I think there's misinformation that we're getting from mainstream media or that we're getting from like familial or social on uh, groups, and so we kind of left uh, unknowing. And so I hope I can share some of that with you guys in my presentation on movement today and help kind of show how is movement kind of integrating into this uh, this uh, entirety of health.
0: And I look forward to that. And I think one of the reasons that, that doctors stay at True North so long is if you leave, where are you gonna eat?
1: You know, I, it, it'll be hard pressed to convince me to go anywhere else, I have to say. Um, <laughs> it's definitely nice having, having um, a value of the business and true North feeds all the employees. And, and I think that even that in and of itself would improve so much of companies productivity if they fed their employees good food, because it's the food that is powering your brain, powering your mind, powering your, um, your energy levels. And so Anyways, I think it's a brilliant model. Dr. Goldhammer has just kind of nailed it.
0: Yeah. Well, Jennifer says he looks amazing. I would have guessed he was more like late 20s to early 30s.
1: Well, thank you, Jennifer. I I I it is the food. It is the food, as Dr. Clapper said. It's always been the food. I I'm gonna, in my presentation, you're gonna see a before and after, so you can kind of see the transformation. And really, what I want more than anything for for everybody that's listening is to have hope and have consistency and have that belief in yourself that you can make these profound changes because I am the one who really didn't think that I was going to be able to make or be where I am now. My father owned fast food fast food restaurants in Texas. I grew up on a Southern diet. Um, food was kind of surrounded around us. And so I am now in such a place where I can't even believe that cravings don't even really exist for me anymore. Like I can, anyhow. So we'll get into some of that. And so I'll jump right into the, into the, into our lectures. So. It sounds great. Any questions come up along the way, just, just let me know and I'll, I'll try to address those. Sure. Or
0: we can just, I can see them in the chat and then I can ask you when you're done with your presentation too.
1: Sounds great. Okay. So So um, without further ado, I will um, just hopefully have my picture right here at the top. Um, Physiology of movement is what we're talking about. I want to make sure everybody in the audience, though, brought their skeleton with them. I hope that they have a skeleton. Yeah. Okay. Great. So we all have one of these with us, and it is the infrastructure of the building that carries us around. Um, And so one of the things that um, I like to educate people on is how to optimize your uh, movement patterns, how to optimize moving into ripe old age so that way you're not uh, hunched over or tight or your body's responding with stiffness and pain. And so what this looks like then is understanding first and foremost that there is a difference between movement and exercise. Today we're going to be talking specifically about moving, mobilizing the body, the joints, the muscles, organs through all the different planes of motion. The gentleman on the top left is um, showing us more of like movement through different ranges of motion. You'll see me doing a lot of movement. And then exercise is where we're actually getting an intention of increasing muscle strength, increasing muscle endurance, cardiovascular endurance. And that's a different uh, focus and attention that usually I recommend three to five days out of the week. You are showing up, you are lifting heavy weights, you are increasing your cardiovascular health. But what I'm talking today is, can we just start to move the body in all its range of motion? An object in motion stays in motion. And so... We won't spend too much time on my ego here, but this is basically my background. And I think it's always important for you guys to understand who your doctor is, what information they are they have learned that they're translating over to you. If you don't have somebody in your network, a doctor or a specialist that is lifestyle medicine or that is nutrition based understanding, I highly recommending finding somebody in conjuncture with your medical doctor. So that way you can start understanding what nutrients, what micronutrients are deprived in your diet and how do you get those in there? And that's something that I knew regardless of my interest in chiropractic medicine, that I wanted to know, how do I discuss nutrition with each patient that comes in? Is there an inflammatory response that's causing pain in their body? And how do we take the body out of inflammation and move it into into uh movement without pain and stiffness um and so this is basically what you're going to see with with my lecture on the left you're going to see me about seven years ago and then on the right this is about a year ago and i even from my image from a year ago i've transformed already so much just because um coming into the program i had still not been 100 percent sos um and so just in doing so sos again if you guys don't know is salt oil sugar um either free or completely minimized against the traditional american diet which just is an overabundance of salt overabundance of oil and overabundance of sugar which changes the physiology of our uh, of our systems and how they operate um i on this slide i have it written as the value factor because also in your transformation to improved health, you're not just transforming weight. You're not just transforming what you look like. You're transforming your values. And this is, I think, what's been one of the best parts of my transformation. It's recognizing that I, although I have desire for wealth and relationships, my foremost intention when I wake up in the morning is my health. Every choice I'm making in my day revolves around, is this good for my health or not? And I make choices accordingly. And this is something that I recognized was a little bit of a discrepancy in the social construct that we're raised, where it's like, go out, work hard, increase your wealth at the expense of eating a proper diet, at the expense of sleeping properly, at the expense of keeping your stress levels low, We're not really taught this. And so at some point we become adults and we're kind of left wondering, how come I'm feeling so sick? I thought we were supposed to do all these things. So hopefully, maybe we can do a lecture on my uh, value factor uh, some other day, but it's an important thing to understand that, first off, your value has to be around health and you have to shift this. And it takes a little bit of time to cultivate this awareness. But once you do, life gets a little bit more simple. So I follow this spectrum, it's the stages of learning. Um, And today we're working just on the physical. And what I'm doing when I'm looking at the stages of learning is I'm looking at where's the individual when it comes to movement on this spectrum. All the way over on the left, it's unconscious dysfunction. That means that you're unaware of the dysfunctional pattern and you lack proficiency in correcting the dysfunction. That means that you have a weak core set. That means your glutes are weak because you've been sitting all day. Um, And so what's happening is you're presenting pain in your low back because your core is never engaged. Your glutes are are weak. Um, You have like this kind of upper cross syndrome all these things inhibit the way you move because we're still putting the demand on the body. I need you to get up. I need you to walk. I need you to go upstairs. I need you to go downstairs. And if you have tight muscles, if your hip flexors are tight because you sit all day, if your glutes are weak because they're stretched from sitting all day, you start to run. You want to go play tennis. You pick up your grandkids. All of a sudden, the body responds in pain. And so this is what I call unconscious dysfunction, meaning that You don't know what you don't know. Nobody taught you how to tighten your core. Nobody taught you how to keep your glutes tight. And so somehow the objective is to move into what I call conscious dysfunction. Now you're aware of the dysfunctional pattern because unfortunately you can't know what you don't know until it's um, brought to your awareness. So a lot of times the body is bringing you to your awareness through pain, through stiffness, through achiness. And that's what we're always, as doctors, we're always asking these questions. What does your pain feel like? Where's your pain at? Because we're trying to decipher the messaging system from the body. The body's so eloquently designed that it usually tells us pretty, pretty often what's wrong. And that's always what we're trying to do is tr- try to figure it out. So once we figure out, okay, um, your low back pain is coming because you have a uh, weak core and you don't have strong enough uh, glutes and your hips don't move because again, you're sitting for prolonged periods of the day. Now we bring you into conscious dysfunction. You're like, okay, light bulb. Now I can see I'm actually doing a dysfunctional pattern. Next thing I'll do is I'll teach you corrective movement patterns. That's called conscious function. And I'm gonna show you how to start strengthening your core. How do you start tightening your glutes? How do you start to mobilize your hips into full range of motion daily. And now all of a sudden the muscles in your body start to move the way they're intended. You're not stuck and stiff anymore. And you start practicing these new patterns. It's called conscious function. And if you practice it enough times, you should now move into what's called unconscious function. You don't even have to think about it. Your body is just functioning, functioning the way it's intended to function. And so this is a progression into optimal function to be able to learn how is the body supposed to move? How is it supposed to feel? How is it supposed to be fed? And unfortunately, if it wasn't taught to you by a parent, a coach, uh, uh, a member of of your community, you're not gonna know it, no shame, no guilt. You can't know what you don't know. But the body's always gonna present pain stress, anxiety. These are all messaging systems saying, I need you to pull your attention. Let's change behavior patterns. And this is where you have to find the right doctor, the right movement specialist, the right endocrinologist, the right medical doctor with the right information, who's going to help you move into optimal unconscious function. There is, however, no shortcut to the behavior of Repeating it, meaning eating the right foods day in and day out until you are now a new source of information, moving the body day in and day out until your body's moving properly. That really rests on the discipline that we have on ourselves of showing up and doing the work until now your body's starting to feel good and it responds to you with, oh, wow, that feels good. My back feels good. My energy levels improve. My mood's improving. It's because you've been practicing these functional patterns over and over again. And so this is kind of where my brain always looks at when a patient's presenting pain and stiffness is I wanna know how close to this end of the spectrum of health are you living? That's the first question I wanna know. I wanna know, are you fueling your Ferrari with optimal food, high micronutrient, dense fruits and vegetables? Are you exercising and moving your body frequently? Are you integrating with community and relationships that are uh, supportive and loving and valuable? Are you getting out in nature often? Are you going internally and decreasing your stress response? If I hear no to all of these questions, that's the baseline of where I'm starting before I recommend any sort of non-conservative approach. This is just the foundations of a functioning vessel and the opposite of this is what you're going to see is usually the life that we most of us live in it's this kind of high american uh high fat salt oil sugar diet which again it's such a challenge because it's just marketed to us it's in every get together that we go to it's in our businesses and so it's always there and it seems so normalized and then in order to deal with the fact that we have low energy because our body and our cells don't have the micronutrients that they need we start to increase our stress response. And then now we don't have adequate focus. And so we're at work, we're hunched over all day. So our lymphatic system's not moving, our cardiovascular system's not moving. And now our body's not getting enough blood circulation, we're staying up late. And then to deal with the stress and anxiety, we pick up habits like alcohol and cigarettes and things like that. And so what happens is you end up kind of trapped in this. And so my job is to help people get here, to get back to... To get back to this lifestyle, and this takes work, and this is what we do at True North Health is this is the optimal, I think, lifestyle medicine facility. This is where your doctor tells you, I want you to eat right and exercise, and they get a pamphlet. But then there's really nothing past that. You don't really know how do I start going about eating right and moving right. It's just kind of arbitrarily given. And so you don't really know what to do, but it takes a little bit of guidance. And so I don't think that you should ever feel bad if you don't know how to get these these lifestyles uh, behavior patterns going. Uh, It takes some work. Be kind to yourself. So the average American sits 13 plus hours a day. This is the statistics. We sit at home, we get in the car, we sit on the way to work. And then we sit when we get to work for nine hours we come home, we watch about three Netflix documentaries, we go to bed. We're actually moving for about like two to three hours a day is what we're getting. This is just not in the design of the human body. So what we learn in school is structure follows function. That means that I can look at this human body I can look at it, regardless of who we think designed it, it, does not matter. All I know is that I can look at it and I can see that there is a structure and design to it. For example, the hip and the shoulder are what we call ball and socket joint. This means that this, these extremities are designed to move into a full range of motion all the way around. And that's the structure of it. Therefore, it's telling me that I have to functionally, consistently move that. Now, what happens when the individual is sitting for 13 hours a day, we are starting to change the anatomy and function of this joint. We start to rotate our muscles, start to pull our shoulders inward, and then our backs over time start to tighten the joints in our T-spine, our heads start to inch forward, and now we start to get stuck here. I, When I do an assessment on a patient and I have them rotate around, I want to be able to see that this patient can rotate. Let me move up a little bit more. I want to be able to see that this patient can rotate all the way around both sides. If an individual can't rotate both sides, the first thing my brain is thinking that they're is tentatively a muscle or a joint that's stuck that's not allowing them to do it. It's not that the individual is unique, that somehow you were designed different from everybody else. It's not that your anatomy is is unique. It's just that over time, your behavior patterns of non-movement has now restricted you in full range of motion. The problem with not being in full range of motion is that the body's biomechanics, meaning that you are still Putting this demand of walking up and down hills, walking straight, it requires a good amount of rotation in your back in order to optimally function. Over time, what happens if I'm restricted is now my body's going to start to compensate in muscle in mus- musculature in my upper neck and low back. It's as though I have a towel and I'm tying that towel in the center, all the strings start to get tight. All of the things around my back start to get tight when I exist in this manner. And so one of the first things I teach an individual how to do is, how do you start opening up this space? How do you start to rotate it more? How do you start to stretch these muscles in the front? How do I tighten the muscles in the back? So I'm more aligned to my anatomical uh, posture. When I'm in anatomical posture, my body doesn't have to use that much energy to hold me up in space. There's a couple of things that the brain does on a unconscious subconscious level that you don't even have to think about. You get to go about life and exist while the brain is first off making sure you don't die. It's making sure there's no threats. The second thing the brain is doing, it's making sure you don't fall. And you never really have to think about this from the second you wake up You're just running around, moving around, but somehow magically we are these beings on two legs. We're not even on a tripod. And somehow we magically don't fall over. That's not even the impressive part. The impressive part is over time, we've moved our center of gravity forward because we're sitting at desks all day. And yet somehow this two-legged machine is not toppling forward, even though we're not even thinking about it because the posterior muscles on the back are activating to hold you back to make sure you don't fall on your face. And so part of the design of the human body is to make sure you don't fall. So the way we assist the body is to have adequate mobility in our joints. Um, We're going to just jump right over to biomechanics. Um, So the biomechanics, again, are just the infrastructure. First off, you have this muscular system that pulls... And it's a lever system that pulls and opens up to help us move around. In order to climb, in order to throw a ball, whatever it is, it's done through the uh, skeletal system and then you have strings that are attached to these bones. So for example, let me just come back here. So for example, what I'm gonna show you guys is um, the, a simple explanation which shows the biceps and the triceps, the biceps run along the anterior, the front of my arm, the triceps run around the back of my arm. And so whenever I tell my brain to flex, my arm, my biceps pull it up, my triceps pull my arm down. There's a variety of other muscles that are involved. This is the most simplified, but this is biomechanics. Is my body's ability to move through space with proper muscle balance in the front and the back. If I were to hold my arm like this for the next 30 years, meaning I were to take an arm that's supposed to have muscle balance in the biceps and triceps, and I hold it up like this over time, after 30 years, what's going to happen is my bicep fibers are going to get shorter. And what happens is whenever I pull my arm up, the tricep muscle gets longer. And so after 30 years, if I'm trying to fully extend that arm, it's going to get stuck. So the same thing goes for if I am, hopefully you guys can see this, but if I'm sitting in a chair for 30 years, hopefully you guys can see that, and I am constantly sitting like this, my hip flexors and my upper body starts to do the same thing in this example where the muscles in the front get short and the muscles in the back get long. And now you're looking at uh, what I believe to be a good variety of uh, pain comes from muscle imbalance in the human body, meaning that you're still putting the demand of like playing tennis, doing all these activities, going to the gym with faulty movement, um, faulty movement balance or biomechanics. So the first thing to identify is are your body, is your body moving the way it's designed to move? And so this is a great chart that I like to show individuals The design, again, structure dictates function. So what this shows here is that you should have good motion in your ankles. The feet are so important when it comes to balance, So especially if you're getting older and you feel like you're losing balance. The first place you want to look is, are you wearing the right shoe? Do you have right movement in your ankles? Because the ankle joint, if I look at the joint of an ankle, it's supposed to have a good degree of movement. The knees is a different structure. The knee is supposed to have stability. It's stabilizing you up in space. The hip, what I see with so many patients is that they have hip stiffness. Hip stiffness is coming from a variety of things, but I think one of the biggest culprits is just the 13 hours a day of sitting. Our culture is revolved around a sitting culture where when you look at, you know, again, some of these blue zones, their exercise and movement is just... Plugged intertwined into their daily living. And so the hips are usually stiff. The core, you know, we hear so much about the core, but the core basically is a core set. The design of this human skeleton is it has layerings of muscle that are protecting your spine that are actually translating force differently whenever the core is engaged and strong. It's supposed to have stability. So that means planks. On um, dead bug exercises. These are a variety of things that I would recommend an individual to start to do daily in order to start strengthening their core. It's really the, the area of focus. I wouldn't recommend to start a, uh, a high exercise weightlifting pro- protocol if you haven't spent enough adequate time getting your core strong first. Um, and then again, the T-spine, if you look at this chart in the red, that's mobility. You should have good motion in your back. Again, when a person sits, the T-spine gets stuck. And then you should have stability in your upper neck. And so whenever I do a movement assessment on a patient, I'm like, okay, what is the priority of movement at this point? What do we need to focus on? What are your goals? Okay, you wanna be you know, uh, a marathon runner. Okay, fantastic. Do you have good hamstring motion if you're gonna put the demand of running? If you don't have good hamstring um, mobility or stretch, we're going to spend a little bit of time stretching out those hamstrings or getting the, the muscles in your back looser. And one of the things that I do, what I always start with, because I put so much work and patients put so much work in improving their exercise and movement, is the first thing to do is to stop the behavior patterns that are putting you into restricted motion. This is the most important thing that I can't emphasize enough is to sit less often. If I could bring anything home on today's uh, lecture with you guys or on this presentation is to start to cultivate a mindset of sitting less often. Ultimately, what we are is a repetition of behavior patterns. We're neural pathways that are based off of repetition. So even if we've gone 10, 20, 30 years with this behavior pattern you can start reprogramming it and you just start with wherever you're at. What I always recommend is a little timer every hour and a half where you're gonna get up and you're gonna move around on the floor. If you have yoga training, do whatever variety of yoga you have, get up and do some Tai Chi, not very long. I'm talking two to three minutes for every hour and a half break. What I want you to start cultivating is how do I move more in my body? You don't have to put on workout clothes. You don't have to get sweaty. You just have to start moving the joints into their full range of motion. And I'll offer you guys a few things at the end as to what you can start doing for improved motion and movement. Um, so again, this is kind of what you're looking at. This is called uh, upper cross and lower cross, cross syndrome. We're all uh, indoctrinated a sitting from a very young age. And so what happens is over the course of our life, all the muscles in the front start to get tight and it takes this 12 pound head and it turns it into a 32 pound head and you're trying desperately to lift it up. But over time it gets stuck. And so this changes the biomechanics of how we move. And so somehow the idea is to start to cultivate better movement pattern in the body. So I'm going to give you guys an example here of um, what happens when Um, And now it's interesting because you used to only see this in adults, but now you're starting to see it in kids because kids are just plugged to their phone. And so what's happening now is there. these are the muscles, the subscapularis. I don't know if you can see the pec minor and then the the teres major. These are, again, it's a simplified version. The body is so, the body is so dynamic. It is really challenging actually trying to explain a dynamic system in linear explanations, because these are three of the main movers of this movement pattern, meaning internal rotation. The thing that rotates my shoulder inward are these muscles. And then these are the muscles that rotate it backwards. Just like I said, biceps and triceps earlier, these are the ones that pull me backwards. And then these are the ones that pull it forward. So again, what you're seeing now is with these kids growing up They're so always on their phone that these muscles get tight. And so you're already seeing where you're supposed to have adequate external rotation when you're standing. The palm should almost be facing outward a little bit. But now what happens is everybody's kind of like this because this is what uh, the construct of reality is done with our phones and our computers is we're always kind of like internally rotated. And so somehow you have to find a little bit of detachment from this behavior pattern to start opening it up. Um, And I'm gonna show you guys, you know what, I'm gonna take a second right now to show you how to actually um, change some of these muscle habits. And again, most of the things that I offer in movement don't require you to throw on like exercise gear. I highly recommend having movement stations in your home in your office space so that way you can take like two minute breaks five minute breaks 10 minute breaks of movement and so one of the things that you really want to do and trust me your 50 year old self your 60 year old self your 70 80 year old self is going to be so grateful that you took the time to start making these movement patterns now it's never too late to start because the muscle fibers and the body is so dynamic it starts to improve wherever you're at and so The first thing that you want to do is you want to um, open up the T-spine. So, of course, if you have a good relationship with a chiropractor, this works really well. However, you can do a lot of the joint opening on your own. Sometimes you really need to um, get a practitioner to help open up a joint. And essentially, that's what we do as chiropractors is we're opening up these stuck joints. We're getting joints back in place. We're loosening muscles so you can move. And the body responds with like, oh, that feels really good because you're releasing neurochemicals. The body says, that's great because I need this joint to move in order to walk. It doesn't like stiffness. That's why it responds with pain and tightness. And that's a feedback mechanism too, saying, hey, move me. So what you start, what you do first is, is um, unfortunately, I don't have a, um, a doorway here, but what you do is, um, I apologize, one second. You open up your T-spine. And so again, use what you have in the house. In, in the office I use uh, PVC pipes and all you need is a bar of some sort. I'm totally resourceful. So whatever you have in the home is something to use. And what you wanna do is you want to get this bar around you, around your neck, around your back And then you're gonna create a rotation down towards the opposite direction. And what this is doing, it's rotating and opening up that spine. And you'll even hear a few pops on your own when you try this movement pattern. And then you just kind of open up this space. You extend it because we're always flexed forward you extend it backwards and you really just start to create that opening in your joints. So now that you've opened up those joints, you've gotten some movement, you've relaxed the, the muscles around those joints. Now what you need to do is you need to stretch these muscles on the front. And the way I recommend doing so is um, to put your arm into a doorway. And what you're gonna do is you're going to hold your arm on that doorway for about one minute. And this is tedious, but you're in a corrective movement pattern right now. Your objective, your your mission is to get more uh, movement in your upper back and to improve posture. So even though it's a tedious movement, I highly recommend doing it because within six months you start to see really big improvements. So you're holding your arm in the doorway and then you, wrote, you move it up a little bit. And so what you're doing is you're stretching out all of these muscles in the front and you're gonna feel that stretch right there too. And then you do the same thing on the other side, one minute here, one minute there, okay? And then once you have that, what that's done is it's created some looseness in my anterior muscles. And now that I have some movement in my anterior muscles, I have this great opportunity now to strengthen the muscles in the back. So like I said earlier, the biceps, if I held it like there, I've stretched that out, and now I need to tighten this up. And so what I do is I get any kind of band, a resistance band. And because what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to do the opposite of this internal rotation, I take my fingers and I rotate them outwards. And now what I'm going to do is I'm going to take this band and I'm going to create a stretch, a resistance in it. So now the muscles in the posterior chain that you're seeing there, they're starting to wake up. They're having to put force and they're getting tighter. I put resistance in it and then I'm taking my arm up and I'm doing this about 10 to 15 times. As I start to strengthen these muscles in the back. And what you're going to see over the course of about six months to a year these things take time because it took us 30, 40 years to get to this. What you'll start to see is like the grass, it starts to slowly move back. And now your posture starts to improve. It's not fair for you to tell yourself, "Today is the day I'm just gonna stand up tall. These muscles are too tight. You don't have the range of motion there. It's not enough to think it. You actually have to have a practical way of opening up the joint space, stretching the muscles in the front, and then strengthening the ones in the back. Um, same thing goes for the lower half. You have to stretch the hip flexors. There's a variety of ways you can do that. Um, and then you have to strengthen the glutes and the, the back muscles. Um, but that's an example. And again, these are things that I highly recommend. Either you are in, a corrective pattern, an unconscious dysfunctional pattern, and it takes a little bit more time and effort when you're in that stage. But once you move out of it, you only have to do this maybe once or twice a week just for maintenance. And then once you move out of maintenance, now you're in optimization. Now you're getting stronger and you're moving better. And you can focus on different things. Always honor where you're at. Does not matter. You know, like this, the the game of life is being able to identify regardless of what the past held, where am I now? And where are the solutions that I need in order to get to where I'm going? And that's really what I always stand by is like, how do I find solutions to become uh, to become better? Okay, you guys. So next, what I have is um, the joints. Okay. So what you're looking at here is the anatomy of a joint complex. So why is movement so important to the joints? You have 360 joints in your body. It is how this machine moves. It is just how you move this vessel is based off of bones and joints. Now, a joint complex is made up of cartilage around the bone. You'll see in the center one, you have synovial fluid, which is basically the lubrication of a joint to make sure that you don't have bone on bone. Same thing you'll see in like machines that like you have that little lubrication. It's so that the metals don't rub on metals, okay? It's designed into the uh, anatomy of the joint. What else you have is you have a joint which is inundated with nerves. It has a whole bunch of nerve supply because the joint is always telling the body where it is in space because it has to loosen and tighten muscles to make sure it pulls you into the right direction so you don't fall. And this is a highly, highly, highly mechanistic process that requires so much information that thank you, God, we don't have to spend time thinking about it. The body does it on its own, but it requires there to be good nutrient density going to your joints. And it requires good motion going to the joints because the body is depending on us to have good motion to hold us up in space. The other thing you have is blood supply. There is a difference in blood supply that goes to uh, like when you cut your skin versus a joint. If you injure a joint, you get a rolled muscle, you, go, you roll your ankle, it takes a lot longer to heal your ankle because there's not that much blood supply that goes to the ankle as it does that goes to your skin. Now, here's a, the most amazing thing about the human body is when a joint is not moving, the synovial fluid and the blood is not being inundated into that joint. Guess what? When you move, The more you move, you are squeezing synovial fluid, which gets absorbed into the cartilage around the bone joint. Around the bone, you have cartilage, and it absorbs the synovial fluid. And as soon as you start to move, it squeezes the synovial fluid into the joint space. Same thing with blood. Whenever you move your body, blood is squeezed out of the arterioles into the joint space. Now, here's the beautiful thing is, as you're eating a whole food, plant-based diet, full of micronutrients, what happens is your body intakes all of this fuel. It gets broken down by microbiome and enzymes in your intestinal tract. That is then flooded into the pipes of the bloodstream. The bloodstream runs around your intestinal tract. And all of this high nutrient food gets flushed into the bloodstream. Why? So that way it can go to every tissue in the body, which ultimately goes to every cell in the body those cells require all the micronutrients to produce more cartilage to produce more bone to fight off infection or damage into the joints and so it's this beautiful symphony orchestra of the foods you're eating and movement that keep your joints healthy now if you look back at that those slides i said earlier the the optimal way of living you're moving a lot you're eating really good food is going to have really high-functioning joint health. A person who is sitting 13 hours a day, who's eating an all-American diet, over time, you are not going to have the cellular function that you need to replicate cartilage, to put down new bone, to ward off injury in your joints. It's a spectrum of health. And we all arrive, we all live somewhere on the spectrum. The idea is to move more and more and more towards optimal well-being. And that means that you're gonna have more movement incorporated in your day. You're gonna have more uh, nutrient dense foods. You're gonna have more rest. You're gonna keep your cortisol and stress system down. So that way the body can heal itself. There is a reason why True North Health does such good work. It's because when you leave the environments of your home that are in circulated around stress and anxiety and American diet and lack of movement, you come to our facility where you just get to rest. This is how the body heals optimally, is when it's not using its cognitive functions and stress functions to ward off threats that are a lot of times in our perception, um, similar to our, our evolutionary threats of being chased by lions. As long as we're living in these high stress states, our body never really like comes to rest. So part of movement is also part of joint health, making sure that you have good cartilage and um, uh, repair in your joints that are going to ultimately help you move throughout your life. Um, We're going to skip that one. The next thing we're looking at is your lymphatic system. Your lymphatic system, again, the body's dynamic. The The bones don't just hold you up in space. They're also the house of your calcium. And with your, with your endocrine system, the body is always telling you, hey, we need more calcium. And then all of a sudden, this beautiful dynamic system releases calcium from the bones to go to your bloodstream. So the body's dynamic. The lymphatic system moves fat. It also is getting rid of dead cells in your body. The cool thing about the lymph system is that the way the body was di- designed, the structure of the body is lymph was designed, the lymph vessels are designed in between muscle fibers. So every time you get up to go move, every time you choose to not sit for 13 hours a day, you squeeze your muscle fiber. Now, all of a sudden your lymph system is uh, excreting out waste and the lymph system moves from your lower extremities all the way up to, um, to your neck before it drains into your cardiovascular system. The more you move, the more you're draining out dead cells. The less you move, the more you're sitting in these, this toxicity of, of the dead cells in your body. So again, it's not this black and white. You're talking about this, where do you exist on the spectrum of helping your lymph flow? It's through adequate, consistent exercise and movement. And so this old paradigm of, okay, I'm going to go to the gym for 45 minutes in the morning, and then I'm not going to do anything for the rest of the day is not the wisest way to go. I'm, I'm, uh, definitely uh, encourage individuals to do a, a workout, you know, like a hard cardiovascular muscle training in their day. But I don't think that that gives an individual, um, you know, a health uh, get out of jail free card where I don't have to do anything the rest of the day. I want you to still move your body. I want you to get up out of that chair, stretch, move, move your joints into different ranges of motion, and then go back to whatever it is you're doing. Same thing goes for the venous system. And what you're looking at, this is a beautiful example. What you see is that those muscles, the venous system, the arterial system, the limb systems, they reside in between muscle fibers. Every time you move, if you look at this, muscle fiber squeezes, the fluid in this valve goes up. And the beauty of this design, I mean, again, it's just an impressive machine. It has a valve that closes just so that the liquid doesn't go backwards the fluid doesn't go backwards. And so the more you move, you're helping your cardiovascular system, get nutrients to your muscles, get nutrients to your cells, get rid of dead waste, get rid of dead cells. Movement is part of health. It is not this thing that, okay, I'm gonna just start moving and I'm just gonna eat right. They are 100% intertwined together. Um, and so here's my recommendations at the end. Um, as far as, I don't know if you wanna take a pause. Uh, I know there's a lot of information I threw out at you guys in a short amount of time, but I'm going to offer some recommendations that I think for movement. So what we're looking at here is, number one, I want you guys to start to just move more, set aside three to four times in your day, at least, where you're taking five-minute movement breaks, I have, um, you can't really see it too much here, but I have a standing desk, and I also have, I brought this other chair here, it's just so you guys can see what a traditional chair looks like. A traditional chair, what it will do, and this is just traditionally how we're all raised, this chair is going to, I think you can see it, it's going to shorten my hip flexors all the way up here versus when I'm sitting at my desk, I'm sitting in like a bar stool chair. And so what happens is I'm standing here at my desk. And when I get tired, I'm going to sit, I'm going to just rest my butt down just so I can get a little bit of respite. But the difference between these two is one, I'm sitting here and I'm continuously like on one end trying to stretch my muscles, but then I'm tightening them back up for eight hours. That's no bueno. What I'm gonna do is I am simultaneously stretching my hip flexor so I get more motion. But when I need a rest, look at the difference between how much I shorten my muscle here versus how much I shorten that muscle there. There's a difference. And what happens over time is the less, the better my muscle balance is, the less tightness I have in the front, the less I'm clenching all my hip flexors, My biomechanics starts to be more balanced and my body doesn't need that much energy to hold me up in space. It's easier than when my center of gravity is off here. That's why anybody who stands, they get tired after like three minutes and they need to sit down. That's because you're using up all that glucose you're using, not just to function in your life, also to hold you up in space. So you help your body functionally by keeping your muscle balance moving. The second thing I recommend is balance activities. As we get older, the reason we start to lose our balance is because we start to get tight and stuck, A. The second thing is, is um, it's really big for me, is I talk about foot mobility. And so what you'll see is, and I was the biggest um, victim of this, is I used to work in an industry down in Houston, Texas for a long time. So I always had the button down ties and all that and I'd squeeze my foot into this French tip shoe. And so I have, there's a reason why our foot, let me just bring this up for you guys. This is what everybody's foot looks like more or less. Okay. And there's a reason why the body is structurally designed with so many joints, is because the body's constantly measuring where you are in space, it's assessing. And as long as I have good motion in my, my feet, the body has an easier time dictating where I am in space. Now, most of us live our lives squeezing our foot into shoes that don't fit. And so most of the shoes we wear, they're too tight. They don't offer movement for our feet. And then what ends up happening is our balance over the years starts to uh, get uh, decreased balance. And then what also happens is because your body's trying to compensate where you are in space, it's tightening muscles up to your knees and your hips, and then you're starting to get pain in your your hips and your knees. So always start with a nice wide base shoe. The company that I like is called uh, Vivo Barefoot. They'll let you try it out for 100 days, and you can always send them back if they don't fit or if they're too tight. Um, Another one is Vibram uh, is another brand, and then Zero Shoe. These are all great brands. But nothing really works better than just being barefoot when you get to the house, to keep your shoes off, to move your feet around, splay your toes out, and then allow the body to start to balance activities. So at home, start when you're at the kitchen sink, stand on one foot at a time, 10, 15 seconds. Same thing on the other side. What you're doing is you're training the muscles in your body to hold you up in space. If you don't practice this as we get older, we start to lose this adaptability. It doesn't matter how old you are. You just start practicing where you're at. Um, The third one is called controlled articular rotations. I recommend YouTubing controlled articular rotations. And then what you'll see is there's variety of how do I start to move my shoulder joint into full range of motion. Meaning like in my day, I'm usually just here in this plane. I may put my shirt on, but for the most of the day, I'm never taking it all the way back here. If I'm never taking all the way back here, my muscle starts to say, okay, you're not using it. You're losing it. And then I start to get tight. And then, so what a controlled articular rotation is, is you're taking that joint and you're moving it through a full range of motion. I'm taking it into full flexion. I'm rotating my shoulder blade around, and then I'm taking it all the way back around. And I'm just doing this a couple of times a day, just so I can keep my brain understanding, okay, you need to move. And if you look at, the shoulder is such a interesting joint because this scapula, that's why so many people have shoulder pain, this scapula is tied to muscles that attach to the neck, attached to the mid spine, attached to the, to the arm, and so it's, and then it detaches to your deltoid. And so it's just this web of muscles. And so when you get stuck, eventually what happens is you start to lose range of motion and motion in that joint. And that becomes problematic. And then a lot of times, you know, it'll show up as pain and it's, it's challenging sometimes trying to figure out where the pain instigator is. But ultimately what we try to do is what well, we need to figure out how to get this joint in a full range of motion. Um, so you can do controlled articulation rotations for the shoulder blades, for the neck, for the upper back, for the mid back, for the hips. Um, I wish I had a little bit more time. I could run through these with you guys, but YouTube them. There's plenty of information on the web for that daily mobility and movement. This has to be a mindset. You guys, it has to be a mindset. It's not something where, okay, well, I'll just do it once a week and I'll be fine. It is a mindset of, it is that you're wanting to become ultimately i think we're all hoping for well-being you know at the baseline i think it's so we can get to ripe old age and to die without pain without depending on anybody to feel good and mobile and so what that means is is cultivating a mindset of health which means motion good food good relationships and so we have to really start to Um, detach from our old habits, our old ways. It's never easy, but what it awards you is so fulfilling at the end to feel so good in the physical body. Um, So daily mobility and daily movement is just something I recommend throughout the day. Um, Anywhere, wherever you're at, move often. This is my office on the right. I don't care where I'm at. Motion and mobility is so important for me. My back is starting to present pain in the grocery store. Guess what? I'm stretching it in the grocery store. Um, You'll catch me in doctor's meetings, um, not sitting in chairs. You'll catch me kneeling on my knees. Because for me, I recognize that I've spent a good portion of my life in these restricted movement patterns. And I think that we can all agree that just because it's the norm, it doesn't mean it's healthy. And it's something to kind of remember as we, you know, start to cultivate better habits is living outside of what it appears everybody is doing that's normal. And it takes some courage, I think, to to be that person to, to know that you need to stand up and move or stretch your body. Um, I like to ask this question, because this just this is the most important thing to me, is what if you were conditioned to believe that the human body was as valuable as a Ferrari? It took me a pricey degree and pain and lifestyle to finally get it to understand that there is nothing more valuable in this life than your human body. We all have the skeleton, we all have the body. And somehow if I were to give a person a Ferrari, they would do everything to take care of it. And yet we forget that that's really what value is because this is the thing that's gonna take you throughout life. So all the choices you make, everything that you do revolves around knowing that your body's this valuable and when you dissect it you just see that wow this is the most impressive thing and there i in my opinion there is nothing more impressive in its structure and function than the human body and you all have one and it's just about moving out of unconscious dysfunction into getting the right information practicing the right information over and over again until now you have cellularly neur- neurally changed how you think, feel, and act. Um, That's uh, the importance of movement, you guys. That's uh, a lecture I give every week here at True North Health because I'm really passionate about getting people to move better. I'm gonna take this slide off and then we can chat a little bit more, you guys.
0: Wow, wow, we, we are so fortunate that we got to see this without having to go to True North. Not that we don't want to go to True North, but oh, this is a, an amazing talk. People were saying, I don't like to interrupt people when they're giving a talk, but they were saying they wish they could have seen more of your full body when you were demonstrating the exercises. But if you had a video, they would buy it to, to see you demonstrating stretches and exercises. Do you have such a thing?
1: Yeah, you guys can go to, so um, I promote, um, I'm a doctor here at True North Health. I'm also uh, an education platform at optimalalignmenthealth.com. And then you can find the tab there. And there's a bunch of videos that I've uploaded onto uh, the website. It's optimalalignmenthealth.com. And that's where you can see a good, good variety of videos as far as like how to increase their function—it's what we call functional movement. There's movement and exercise, but functional movement is how do I get my body to functionally move in the way it was intended to move? And um, we do a variety of uh, lifestyle medicine there. Also uh, here at True North Health, um, I do online consults and coaching. You can go to the healthpromoting.com to get a hold of me or my colleagues, and we can walk you guys through. I forget because I've been talking about it and living it in so long that I didn't have this information six years ago. It's not common knowledge, it's not common information. And I forget that a good majority of us never knew this information. So um, healthpromoting.com, optimalalignmenthealth.com for videos um, and ways to improve your movement. Um, A functional movement specialist in your hometown it's called functional movement systems. You want to find a practitioner, a chiropractor, or a personal trainer, or a physical therapist. Anybody who is understands and can look at your body as one unit, who's not just treating the shoulder, who's not just treating the hip, but is treating the body as one whole unit. That's what I. That's what I'd recommend. Nice. So, do you have time for a few questions? Absolutely. For okay. Sure. So. Uh...
0: Dan DeLine says, is jumping rope a healthy exercise or is it harmful to our
1: joints? Um, one thing that I learned as um, a functional, movements, uh, functional movement specialist and um, I, my master's in nutrition and functional medicine is to look at the individual uniquely. So a lot of times these broad questions um, don't do justice because everybody's biomechanics are different. Do you have osteoporosis? Do you have, you know, limited uh, range of motion? Do you have ankle problems? Yeah, that might be detrimental to um, to you if that if those preconditions exist. For somebody who has good biomechanics, I definitely recommend jump rope as a cardiovascular um, uh, compressive force to help improve bone strength. Um, I would recommend a rebounder at first. Again, uh, depending on where you are physically to again always consult with a specialist to see do you have the capacity muscular skeletal capacity to do something that's compressive if you feel like you have good bone density you have good motion then i definitely recommend something like a rebounder or jump rope for sure Nice. So people are asking about chiropractic adjustments, if they're
0: safe, if they should get them every month. But there's so many different, I'm learning, there's so many different types of chiropractic adjustments. And there's apparently two different schools that that do different types of adjustments.
1: I love being a chiropractor. And I have to say I was med school attracted at first. So that was kind of the road that I was going down. You guys have time for a quick story? Absolutely. So I um, was med school tracked, and I ended up injuring my back on a jet ski, flew straight across this thing. By the time I got off this jet ski, my back was so twisted, and I was in such excruciating pain. My first line of approach was to see an orthopedic surgeon. That just made the most amount of sense to me. Um, We did MRIs, um, and what we discovered is that I herniated my disc so bad that it was pushing on my nerve. Um, And so he spent a good... Uh, a decent amount of time with me. And what we ended up coming up to was I was gonna have to do some steroid shots and a, uh, tentatively surgery, uh, more invasive surgery if this didn't resolve my, my issue. And I just was not interested in surgery. And so by whim, um, I went to a chiropractor that was recommended to me. And this chiropractor spent about an hour and a half with me, educating me on the fact that I was um, my belly was so heavy, believe it or not. I know it's, it's really interesting. And I know you understand it. It's like, I feel like I'm existing in a different body now, which when you transform, it's so, um, daunting sometimes to like look at yourself in an to be. but I, re- mm-hmm. I was a good deal heavier. And he explained to me that my belly was, my core was weak and my belly was yanking on my spine. And what was happening is that the disc was pushing on that nerve in the back, causing this excruciating sciatic pain. And he said, I'm going to adjust you for a few weeks, but what you have to do is you have to strengthen your core and you have to lose 45 pounds is what he told me. And there's nothing quite like pain to, to instigate change. And I'd walked fat, sick and nearly dead. And I had struggled with losing weight my whole life until I did a juice cleanse for about a month and a half. And everything like the rest is history from there It catapulted me to go to chiropractic school. And because I couldn't understand how was I going to get surgery before I was educated the way the chiropractor had educated me, I had an issue with this sort of approach that I was not told of all the options, I wasn't told about strengthening my core and losing, you know, all this weight. And the truth of the matter is, a good deal of people will struggle with lifestyle change. And so we look for quick fixes. But really, it was in this education where I learned the eloquent design of the human body, the nervous system, the muscular system. And I'm such a spokesperson for chiropractic medicine, because it really is a uh, discipline that can award you a lot of uh, treatment and relief. It is however, also a discipline where you have to also find the right chiropractor. And it's really important, I think, when we find a medical doctor or chiropractor, physical therapist, that we find somebody that we trust, somebody whose background that is, uh, is recommended, and also somebody that we're not afraid to walk away from when we feel like we're not finding resolve and results. At the end of the day i always want my patients to be responsible for their own health that's why i educate them on movement and exercise i like to use adjustments as a modality what i'm doing is i'm moving joints for you i'm putting your body back into alignment which i believe through adequate movement and exercise you won't need to come see me as much but if you're sitting for 13 hours a day and your joint's stuck it's responding as pain and stiffness you're coming down. I'm going to put you on my table. I'm going to adjust your spine. And guess what? You're going to have blood and synovial fluid rushing to that joint. The muscles are going to loosen up. You're going to feel really good because that's what the body wants. And so I think chiropractic care is fantastic for most individuals who are um, not getting adequate motion, who have joints that are out of place. Um, I think that it's not necessary, not necessarily uh, needed for, um, for constant care, meaning like you don't have to go if you're doing the right movement and exercise. It can be as a maintenance. And like you said earlier, Chef AJ, there is two different schools of thought. And I never like to um, impose my, my way of treating um, against another uh, uh, individual. Another school of thought is, solely on the fact that by releasing the nervous system, the body will heal itself. And although I do believe greatly in the fact that when your nervous system is moving, you're going to have better communication to your muscles. So I definitely think that it's wise. If you've never been to a chiropractor, find one that is highly recommended. You can always reach out to me. I have, I think, a great network of of, uh, people that I reach people or a network that I uh, trust in but yeah, and if you have any questions, you can always reach out.
0: That's wonderful. So Pat wanted to know if any of the things you discussed or, or showed could help with a dowager's hump.
1: Um, yeah, I think that really what you're looking at there is going to start off with nutrition for sure, is going to be to uh, decrease stress, to decrease, um, because a lot of times you'll get... Um, You'll get a dowager's hump from, you know, like high cortisol, but definitely it's going to be something that you want to start to change the way the muscles are, uh, uh, how the edema is collecting in one place. So exactly what I showed you earlier for sure will be something that you want to start doing by stretching out the front muscles, strengthening the posterior chain, um, increasing your, um, your neck movement, bringing your chin back. And a lot of these things just require time. You'll see the changes for some of us. I mean, it'll take uh, six months, a year. Some of us, it'll take a year. My transformation really took me seven years, seven, eight years. And from where I was, you know, about 100 pounds heavier about eight years ago to where I am now. And not only has the weight come off, but then it's the actual consistency of the muscle work, the, the physical therapy uh, strengthening. That's really got me there. But yeah, I definitely think that you should partake in some of that.
0: Well, your before picture is amazing. I thought it was like your father.
1: <laughs> I don't even recognize that guy anymore.
0: <gasps> that I, just,
1: I don't even feel like that same person. I think that we're always ever in transformation. Every morning you wake up, you have trillions of cells that are dying. You have a trillion cells that are are being reborn. So we are only ever in a transformative state. And so the idea is as your cells are transforming to introduce new information into it, new food, new movement, new conversations, more um, well-being. And then what happens is you wake up one day and you just look totally different. And it's what happened to me. And I really didn't think that I was going to be thin. I didn't think I was going to be athletic. I didn't think I was going to be strong. And I am all of these things now, with patience and compassion and endurance. And I believe anybody and everybody can get there too. Nice, thank you. Bethrie wants to know: How do we know if we're wearing the right shoes? Like, who, who tells us? Um, yeah, um, I tell you guys what: Check out um, the Foot Collective. is a good resource to get information on shoe on to get on foot health. Um, There is a lot of information on foot care and foot health. A lot of doctors will push uh, orthotics. um, And for some individuals, orthotics is the way to go. I am such a naturalist. I believe in the design, the structure and function of the body. I believe that when you go back to the fundamentals, the body is adapted, meaning that you want to be able to look at the size, the structure of your foot. And you want to make sure that that foot fits into the box of your shoe. I'm gonna just if you can I just run and grab my shoe real quick? Do you guys absolutely.
0: Have a second for that? Absolutely. So guys, you're asking, I'm posting a link if you want to have a consultation with Dr. Shirazi, he can do it phone or video. so that's through the True North website. And when he gets back, well, thank you guys so much for hanging in there. I know it's been a lot of presentations today, but really good ones. And I felt they went together on the same day. These non-surgical approaches to some common orthopedic and musculoskeletal problems.
1: Okay, guys, so this is what you're looking at here. I want you to see if you can, the difference in design of the shoe. Okay, like this one you'll see has a box design, meaning like when I put my foot into my shoe, it's going to fit into this design. And I know ladies have a lot more narrower head box on some of the high heels that we were meant to. And I was, like I said, I was victim of it, but a lot of times what we're doing is we have this small box and what we're doing is we're squeezing our foot into it. And then you start to see like these, this is a dirty shoe. Sorry, you guys. But what you start to see is like this, because it's so tight, you start to get this kind of like rounding in your foot. And so when you look at your toes, your toes should be, uh, I don't know if this is going to be able to show it well enough, but your toes should be pretty straightforward when you're, your foot, this is, but what ends up happening is that big toe, it starts to invert, meaning like it starts to bend inwards, because what we're doing is we're squeezing that big toe into the shoe. And what ends up happening is your big toe, believe it or not, it does so much work when you're walking. It's what propels you forward. And if the range of motion, the design of that foot is internally rotated, it's going to start to change the way that you're, the the way that you're, that you mobilize, you ambulate and the way your muscles work from your knees to your hips. So um, check out the foot collective is one place that I would recommend starting with. Um, and then, a personal, uh, a physical therapist or a good chiropractor is going to be able to address foot care for you. Um, I think the best, again, what you're wanting is somebody who is trained in functional movement system assessment, somebody who I knows and identifies that foot health is correlated to hip health, which is correlated to neck health. It's all one system
0: reminds me of that song the knee bones connected to that <laughs> that's
1: my song
0: you you mentioned to go barefoot but i've had every other doctor say it's not a good idea because i've broken so many toes around my house going barefoot The little pinkies always catching on something
1: yeah yeah that's that's a little bit problematic you will probably just have to the way we do with infants and just have to like um just put little like soft things around all this
0: <laughs> that's so funny so but... people Going to the Optimal, oh, I'm so sorry. The, the website you mentioned for the videos, they're wondering where they can find them at optimalalignmenthealth.com. Was that correct?
1: That's correct. That's correct. And there should be a there should be a, um, a place for videos. I'll have to check that. I apologize if, okay. it's, if it needs to be updated. Give me a day or two on it. But Optimal Alignment Health, there should be a space where you can go to videos and you should see all the videos on it. If it's not on there, it should be on there by the end of day today. Great. Well, thank you
0: so much. You're just a treasure trove of information. I've been posting a link if people wanted to have a private consultation with you, either through a video or phone. I, I went to the website. I see they're both options. So that's that's terrific. Well, True North is very lucky to have you. I'm sorry that uh, we didn't cross paths while I was there.
1: That's all good, Chef AJ. I'm sure we'll see each other again soon. Um, and I really, really appreciate you taking the time to, to get me on here. Really what I think is we're all working for the same purpose to get to get healthy, not just for ourselves, but for a community and for a global system. I think the, the more we rise in our health and the more we teach that to the subsequent generations, the environment, everything will kind of heal itself, but it really starts with taking these measures now.
0: Yeah, well, thank you for the work you do and congratulations on your remarkable transformation. Thanks, Chef AJ, you have a great day. Thank you, and thanks all thank you of you Thanks all of you for watching another episode of Chef AJ Live. I do hope you'll come back tomorrow at 11 a.m. Pacific time when Kathy Mosquita, who is the wife of Dr. Rajiv Mosquita, who was on last week, is going to be a cooking demo and of Indian food, which is what you requested. Say hi to everybody at True North, Dr. Shirazi.
1: Hi, you guys. Hi, y'all.